Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. Is anybody excited for Friday? You know what? Guys, I don't know what's going to happen. I just, I don't know what God's going to do, but I just think that uh, he's going to come in a powerful way. I, um, I have a friend who's a prophet. And um, he texted me and said, hey, I have a word for Airborne. Can I text you? <laughs> and, uh, or sorry, can I call you? I said, yeah, call me. I'm not going to tell you the prophecy because it was for me, but it was really good. And what if God was just getting started with you guys? What if it got better and better, you know? So I, I'm excited for this uh, Friday. And listen to this. Um, next Wednesday, there was a guy at the conference named Richie Seltzer. Do you guys know who he is? Dude, I have, I, I rarely met anybody in my life who had that much fire on him. I don't think he knows how to talk. He just knows how to preach and he preaches hard and fast and powerful. And so, um, this guy, usually he's doing conferences with thousands of people. But he's coming here next Wednesday night. So be ready. Yes, I know. You guys are worth it. And uh, David Leach, the big kahuna, is doing worship. So, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Yeah. So, I just, it gets better and better. Okay, so um, I want to talk tonight about uh, the promised land. And what it means to you guys. Do you guys know that you have a promised land? That it's not random and God, he doesn't not want to give it to you. He doesn't want you to do 15 tricks to do it or to get it. He just has one for you. Because it's not, God is not satisfied by tickling your ears with a bunch of prophetic words. He doesn't go, oh, that's it. Good, I got them all excited. That's not the, the purpose of prophecy. I mean, it's a part of it to encourage you. But a promise is not a fulfillment. You guys have massive promises. Right? Um, God's heart is never just to fill you with hype. God is not a God of hype. That's not who he is. He's a God of like radical passion and spiritual zeal that's so fiery, but it's not hype. You know what hype is? Nothing changes. Nothing happens. It's just getting people worked up. That's not who our God is. So, and who loves worship? Worship. Worship tonight wrecked me. I cried like a little baby. I hope no one saw me. <laughs> God's just so good. But did you know that that alone, it isn't enough? I mean, and I, you guys heard me preach about worship and how wonderful it is. But did you know that even an evil person, an evil man who's tormented by demons and does bad things all day can hear worship? And have the same response. 
Yeah, Saul in the Bible. It's true. You know, I feel like sometimes we let our worship define where we are in a way. And sometimes it's not even our worship, it's the atmosphere. And I'm not trying to knock worship or say that it isn't extremely valuable. I just want you guys to have so much more than hype. I've been to churches where all it's about is getting people really excited for worship time. And I'm, I'm into getting stirred up. I'm not into getting hyped up. Because so much of life, I mean, what is worship? A half hour, 45 minutes? And it's, it's powerful to love on God, but there's so much life after that. And I think that's where the promised land takes place. So, question. Yeah, boom. So, this is, guys, I'm gonna, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Every time, that's good. Whoever's doing that. Is that accidental? Um, can somebody give me a water? quick okay so every time the the preacher whether it's ben or me or richie makes a good point we're gonna have one of those batman boom whammy isn't that what it does to your heart though when someone is doesn't that thank you can you open it i only got one hand just pour it in there just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay. So, isn't that a good idea? So, if anybody makes a good point, boom, you can say it. Whammy. It, you know, it says, it says in uh, Jeremiah, is not the word of God like a hammer that breaks the rock? Yeah, that's God's word, okay? So I'm saying, guys, it's good. It's good to be excited about the word of God. Okay, so we're talking about the promised land. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So do you guys know the Old Testament story of the promised land? Okay, I'm just going to tell a little micro version to kind of set the stage for what I'm talking about. Okay, so you guys know they were in Egypt and uh, God sent Moses and set my people free and they went to the desert. All right, wait for the really good points. <laughs> yeah, we're getting boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, okay, so they go through the desert, and they send out the spies into this promised land. Um, and they come back. They cross over the Jordan. They go, and they come back. And they have grapes um, that are the size of Kevin Oakley's head. They're big grapes. <laughs> boom. Yeah, you can boom that. Okay. <laughs> you could roast them like a turkey. Thanksgiving. We're having grape. <laughs> so there's this land where there's this incredible produce. This in- incre- It's so fertile. And... Um, They didn't believe, so they had to wait 40 years for everybody to die. And I'm sure that Joshua, who was the only one who could go in, was like, 
pushing people in the fire. Oops, you know, <laughs> try, <laughs> trying to get them to die off so they could cross over and go in. But, boom. No, okay. So, anyway, then the time comes, right? Do you guys know, you know what they did? They all got in a big line. And um, they, you ever heard we're crossing over? You ever heard that statement? Okay. There was the Jordan River in front of them. And as soon that the priests went first and they had the Ark of the Covenant, and as soon as they went to step, the waters rolled back. And they, they crossed over the Jordan and they went across. Into yeah, dry land, which that's awesome and that's cool. Um, so, what is it for you guys to cross over? You know, God is not pulling your chain. He's not tricking you with these promises. You'll find that the Bible, it often, it works in patterns. And the pattern is prophesying what's going to come in the future. So, question. Did Jesus have a promised land? Yeah. He did. How did that happen? He was really good his whole life? No. You know what happened? He went to where? The Jordan. He got baptized. The Old Testament crossing over was a symbol and a picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus got baptized. And do you know what came out of heaven and came down upon him? The Holy Spirit like a dove, but you know what it is? It's promised land. It is promised land. You see, your promised land is not a location. I mean, you guys are going to go all over the world. You're going to do exploits, missionaries, apostles, wonderful things. Your promised land, it's not what you do. It's, it's just stuff you're going to do. Your promised land is a person. It's the man, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. You know, I say this because I love feeding you guys with all these incredible promises and stirring up your faith. But at the end of the day, what those things are, is a group of people who have loved Jesus. And you know what I felt? I felt for you guys that good job. Do you know you have loved him so well? Do you know that he likes coming to Airborne? That he actually loves it? And the reason why is because of you and because of how you receive him and how you embrace him? So, guys, before they, when they were in the desert, they had promises and supernatural stuff happened all the time. In fact, every day they'd walk outside their tent and like sweep up some bread and make cakes with it. But the day that they crossed over into the land of promise, the manna stopped. Isn't that interesting? 
I believe, guys, that we are, we have shifted seasons. We are not where we were one year ago. This is different. It's a different atmosphere. And I believe that in some ways, manna is ceasing and airborne. That the things that fed us in the last season aren't going to feed us in this season. It's a totally different ball game. Milk and honey, and Kevin's Kevin's head grapes. So, if there was no manna, how did they eat? See what I want to talk about. It's it's great to have a prophetic word. It's great to go and inspire out the land. I feel like we've done that. You know, in our worship, we're going like. This is amazing. God loves everybody. We can do anything. But spying out the land is not possessing the land. There's a difference to say, no, this is mine. I own this. This is who I am. So. Our promised land. Remember, the manna ceases And you know what it says? It says the land began to produce. Our promised land is the person, Jesus Christ. He is the great gift. There's nothing greater. There's no anointing. There's no uh, husband, wife, job that can ever compete with the value of knowing him. And that's not some outside rule that we hope is true. It's just the reality. To know him is to be fully alive. So, what does it mean for the land to produce if he is your promised land? You know, I think it was the dirt that was the promised land that brought the produce. I think it was the dirt that made the body of Jesus Christ that is what is going to bring forth the fruit in our lives. I think it's knowing him. You know, when they crossed over into the land, the whole thing was theirs. But did you notice they only had one city? It was Jericho. You know, I think what God wants for us, he doesn't want us to be, like I said, just excited about things. He wants us to possess something, a city, a Jericho as a group. Do you know that we can do that? You know what, guys, we are going to possess a healing anointing. I'm not saying somebody getting healed every once in a while. This company, you guys, with your hearts, are going to possess a healing anointing in this place where you're going to invite your friends who are sick. No, no, come to my church or maybe even on the spot. See, this is one of your cities. So they took the land little by little even though it was all theirs. Translation for what that means for you. You have the fullness of Christ inside of you, the potential. It's not the full possession of what God wants to give you. I, yeah, go ahead. Come on, spirit of prophecy. Come on. Tell what you feel about it. Okay. Well, 
Okay, so before any of this, whoa, sorry. I was talking with someone and I, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but uh, does anybody know the Toyo's Mac song? It's like, move, keep walking, so just keep moving. Like, that is being prophesied over us, guys. Like, we are going to continue to walk. Like, come on, seriously. Like, our walls of Jericho, like, we have been walking for way too long. God is saying, go into the promised land. Let's go, let's go. You, you deserve everything you've been working for, everything you've been walking for, and we are walking straight, and we are taking every problem head on. Head on, guys. No more waiting. No more waiting. We've done enough of that, and he's just calling us into that right now. So this is just whew, so good. I wasn't here for the open of worship. I had to fix the HVAC, so I didn't hear that. I didn't know. Um, so the promised land is Jesus. It is Jesus. It's not even a youth revival. It's Jesus. It's the man, Jesus. You know what moves you guys every time in worship? It's not the promises. They motivate you to go somewhere, but it's the person of Jesus. You know, it says uh, Paul's ministry was to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. There is so much more to knowing him that God wants us to know, to experience So possessing the land is this, maturing in Jesus Christ. It's not any more complicated than that. You don't need to go to some healing school or this or that. I mean, they're great. But knowing Jesus is the complete package of everything you need to become you and to fulfill your destiny. Paul said that we would grow up in every way to him who is head, who is the Christ. See, hype is not growing in Jesus, it's growing in something else. Substance is only in him, and it's only in knowing him. You know what can mess you up? Having knowledge of so many things, of so many speakers, and this going on and that going on, that your love is divided in 15 places, and Jesus has one. God wants to unite our hearts to be focused upon him in such purity I feel like that's why he comes. And he did it all. We didn't do it. He's been doing it to us. But I believe that you guys, that God believes in you in some crazy way, that you're going to take the challenge. That you're going to say, I want to grow. You know, I, I heard this in prayer the other day. He said, you want it? Grow for it. You know? And that's not to, you know what? You can't grow. You can do some things, cooperate with it. It says God gives the growth. It says we're transformed from one degree of glory to another just by looking at him. I believe God wants to purify and sanctify our vision of what we think we're doing here. You know, I I think that maturity for us, or just spiritual growth in general, you know what I think it is? I think it's loving God. Loving Jesus with all of your heart. You know, 
It didn't cost them anything to keep getting manna every day. It just was supplied. They didn't even need to participate. They could even be in sin, and manna was still there. Everything was good. Airborne was always here. It didn't matter what you did. But when they crossed over, they had to engage in a process of taking territory and taking cities. If you focus on Jesus, there is no limit in your life. I'm telling you, if you keep looking at him and keep coming back to him, there is no limit to what God can do in your life. So here's the thing. How do you do that? This is going to sound really lame, okay? <laughs> Come to church. Make it important. I mean, if you want to grow in slow motion, you can do that. But the reality, this isn't like more moral. It's more satisfying. It makes you more alive. It makes you stronger. Pray. And I don't, by yourself is, is wonderful, and that, uh, without saying, but I want to mention that on Sundays at 10 o'clock, okay, at 10 o'clock, we have a boys' prayer group and a girls' prayer group. You know? God doesn't want to excite you and wow you ever. He wants you to possess something of him where you own him. You own the promised land, that you become a promised land. He doesn't want you to look at miracles and go, wow, he wants you to be a miracle. And the miracle is Christ in you and knowing him and loving him. You know, it's so simple to love Jesus. Everything else gets scary and complicated, honestly. But to love him, you can do. It almost sounds like, no, Josh, that's not strategic enough. Yes, it is. So I feel like God wants to get us out of the kiddie pool. It's true. You know what I mean? Where you guys, we stop feeding you with rubber spoons <laughs> so you don't hurt yourself. And you start through your connection with him to produce. Produce something in you. There is such an invitation. There is a season right now when I'm talking this very day for accelerated growth. It's interesting. You can't have anything you don't really decide to do. And something you don't choose to engage in, you just, you're not engaging. You're still trying to live off manna. You guys, oh, I'll tell you a little bit of the prophecy my friend gave me. <laughs> okay. You guys are called to lead this house into revival. You know what that means? God thinks, God thinks that you love him enough to possess him. You love him enough to consecrate yourself, to give yourself a focused time on him. You love him. He believes in you to do it. You know, all the, the saints who are in heaven, they look and say, oh, I am so envious of them. 
if I had the opportunity that they had today. They are so lucky. It's so close. It's not even far away. They're going to be able to possess him in a matter of months. And so, guys, this is what I want to tell you. I don't want to give you bad information. Because it it says, your blood will be on my hands. But really, what it means is I'm responsible. You ever, like, see somebody, like, backing up, and they're like, yeah, keep coming, keep coming. Then it's like, wham. Okay? Listen, this invitation that God is giving you, you cannot do. This is going to sound real old school, but I'm telling you, it's the word of the Lord without reading your Bible. You can't. You can't. You can't. You know what Jesus is? He's the Bible in flesh. He is the word of God. And you can't love God beyond what you see. The Bible is for understanding who Jesus is. You know, freedom isn't like some side thing God gives out. Oh, freedom. Freedom is knowing and loving him. It's in him. It's in Christ. Christ is the promised land. He is the destination. He is your future. He's your alpha and omega. He's everything. It's the knowledge of him that will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's the person. So Paul said, he said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. He didn't say, let anointed worship become your relationship. Guys, it won't work. I'm sorry. I have to tell you. No, you don't back up anymore. It's not going to work. You won't make it to that place. You have to hear this. This is God's way. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Watch what it can do. So do you know what God wants to produce in you? Grapes the size of Kevin's head. I am not kidding, guys. It's called, it's called the fruit of the Spirit. It's not your fruit. You're not supposed to do it. I mean, you engage in the process. But you know what? All fruit, it comes from the Word of God and the Spirit of God. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from like, oh, shoot, I better act like I'm praying or something. It doesn't, it doesn't come that way. Or I have to do this or else I'll feel shame. It doesn't come that way. It comes from the word of God dwelling richly inside of you where you're like a crock pot that has something in there for eight days and it's funky. (laughs) It's rich. It's marinated. You know, interesting. A cow will eat something and they can't get all the nutrients out of it. So they got to throw it up. And chew on it. Again, possessing your land is like you eating the word of God, (laughs) 
Not throwing it up like that, but throwing it up and chewing on it because there's so much to Jesus. Don't make him a little fanfare like this is like some cheap concert where people are getting all excited. Garth Brooks is singing or something. I don't know. It's so much more. God is deep. He is not a shallow, cheap show. He's not a magician. He's a deep lover. And he wants to take you into a new place. And I just feel like I'm preaching the pathway for us so we can get there. So we don't back up into something saying, what the heck? I had a promise. You can't do it that way. The word of God must dwell richly in every single one of you. It must be your meditation. Because maturity is this. It's loving God. And you can't love what you don't see. At the end of the day, you'll be faking it. I mean, you can for a moment. But God never leveled off anything. Of the increase of his government, there will be no end. And so, guys, there is such an open space for you to move towards God and possess something. It is so yours. You're so lucky. You're so blessed. And I want to say this. So, who thinks they're not good at changing? You, oh, good. Okay, that's great. Wow, we got a bunch. God bless you all. Me too. Okay. God doesn't expect you to change you. Do you know that your obstacles, there's not even a single obstacle from God's angle. He does not have an obstacle. That it, it's not you like, man, if I would just do things better. The transforming power belongs to God alone. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, where you've been. What matters is that he has the power to do it. You know, there wasn't. When God made Adam, he wasn't like, let me find some really good dust here. Okay, no, that that dust won't work. He just grabbed the dirtiest, ugliest dust he could and made a man. The new creation is no different. The transforming power of God is not limited by you. And if you plug in and engage in this process, guys, there's no limits to how much freedom you can have. There's no limits to how much Jesus you can have. All freedom is, is the name of Jesus. God doesn't want to be around you. You know, I feel like when they were in the desert, he was around them. He gave them miracles. They had water come out of a rock. They had manna. God wants to be with you. He wants to be in you. He wants you to look back into his eyes. And see that he's been gazing at you all day. I'm going late. I'm sorry. I'm going to finish. I love you too. How about it, buddy? Thank you. So, can I have the full worship team? We're going to do this quick, okay? Stand up, guys. You awesome... Beautiful people. Okay, I want uh, Cameron, can you come up? Okay. So, 
Yeah, thank you, buddy. So, guys, you know, hey, listen. Zeal alone and excitement, it can't sustain you. You guys will get worn out and beat up. Okay? You need the peace of God as well. And you need God with you in the quiet place in your life. And I want, I want Cameron to sing that uh, song, My Heart is in, in Open Space. And I just, guys, I, I feel like I want that to be our decree, but I want to say this to you. Do you know that that's what God is singing over you right now? My heart is an open space for you to come and have your way. Fix your eyes on me. Move every other lover out of the way. Come in and possess me. Be possessed by the one who wants to possess you. Marry me like I want to marry you. Do you see where he wants to take us? Okay. So, yeah, do you want to go over? Who wants to cross over? Come on. It's going to be so safe. It's going to be so warm. It's going to feel like home for us. It's going to feel like home for your generation. And many things are coming, but God wants to give us a deeper root system in this season. And not just us as a group, but us as individuals. So guys, let's make, let's kind of get close. We're, we're a family. We're God's family. We're his, we're his airborne. All right. And let's, let's sing this to him. And I just want to pray real quick. God, I just pray that a fresh grace for intimacy would be released. God, on these ones right now, God, that, that things that were hard, that they'd become easy, God, that where unbelief keeps stopping them or even their own emotions, that you would just break through and there'd be such a flow of the Holy Spirit, God. I ask that the revelation that comes from your word would be so clear and crisp. God, I thank you. I honor them as the ones you chose, as the ones you love, as the ones you're coming for, Father. Cameron, go ahead.
right, I just, I want no instruments. And guys, let's just sing this in, in, in the purity of our own voices, right to Jesus. Cameron, you can lead us again. Let's just sing it to him. Sing it to his face. Look into his eyes and tell him this. Go ahead. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just say we love you. You're amazing. Um, I pray for your work, God. I pray for those big grapes, God. I pray that you would give us the same devotion that you have for, for us, that we would have it for you. God, I just bless these ones. I ask that you'd protect them. And uh, we're coming to get you on Friday, Jesus. Watch out. Amen. All right. We're free. Good night, guys. This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.